Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. And during this next half hour, we will be joined by some very Half hour? I was going up, you get this done in five, 10 minutes tops. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my reaction and breakdown for the 2022 Oscar nominations. They came out early this morning. There were definitely some surprises, some snubs, a lot of different things to talk about. Although I have to say, in general, I was fairly happy with the nominations because it lined up with a lot of my predictions, with a lot of my favorites uh, from the movies last year, with a couple of notable exceptions, which you'll see one thing I've always talked about on this channel is that I don't do reaction videos generally because I'm just not a very reactive person when it comes to things like movie trailers. However, one exception to that rule is the Oscar nominations. So interspersed with my thoughts on today's nominations, you'll also see my reaction in real time along with my partner Mara as we sat on the couch and watched the nominations being announced this morning. A la Kachu. Bless you. Hmm. <laughs> Overall, The Power of the Dog led the way with 12 total nominations, followed by Dune with 10 nominations, and then in third place, Belfast and West Side Story, both tying with seven nominations apiece. It was fairly well spread out, even though you had two movies with double-digit nominations, and I think that's because it, there was a lot of really good movies this last year. Something I've noticed, though, with the Oscars themselves and the nomination announcement in particular is that it's been bloating over the last several years, and, and I understand that they want to make it somewhat of an event, but you know, going way back to when I first started watching the Academy Award nominations uh, back in the 90s, and then going into the 2000s, it would usually be they would like break into Good Morning America or whatever, and they would go up on the podium, they'd announce like 10 of the categories, and then you would go online and you'd find the full list of nominees. Then they started adding more and more, and now it's like basically a variety show. We've got bits, there's a pause in the middle where we got to meet and speak with professional film enthusiast Reese Feldman. Professional film enthusiast. Can that be my job title? I thought it was my job title. I mean, I'll do respect to Reese Feldman, but can we, can we just keep going? I know that you want to make this an event, but I think that the Oscars really also have to understand that most people that are watching just want to see who's nominated for the Academy Awards. And this is nothing against Tracy Ellis Ross or Leslie Jordan. They are both national treasures. I would watch an hour-long variety special with the two of them any day of the week. If you're going to announce every nominee, that's okay. Just do them all right in a row. Or if you want to do these little bits in the middle, then only announce a 
select number of nominees, but the idea of going through every category with the bits and the stuff in the middle and pausing. The one thing I did like this year was when they did the remotes with uh, people that were announcing the different categories. You had some first responders. You had uh, some frontline uh, medical workers uh, at different colleges and schools. That I thought was cool when you're bringing in sort of guest announcers for the nominees. But all this extra padding and stuff really adds to uh, an already long morning, especially as early as they decide to announce these nominations. What's your take on the costume nominees? I swear to God, if we go through every one of these categories with Reese, I'm, I'm done. So without further ado, let's get to some of the major categories, and we'll start with Best Supporting Actor. I did a full breakdown, if you want to see, about my predictions of who I thought would be nominated and who my picks would have been if I were the Academy. You can find that video right now. Of my predictions, we got four out of those five correct, and the one that I got wrong is really one that I didn't mind getting wrong because it was a name that I was sure would be included but wasn't. And now here oh, are the nominees Leslie. for performance mm-hmm. by an actor in a supporting role. No Jared Leto. Kareen Hines in Belfast. Okay, that's, yeah, that's sort of good. how you say that. Troy Kotzer in Coda. Jesse Plemons in The Power of the Dog. Ooh, that's a surprise. Oh, oh. Okay. J.K. Simmons. Well, you realize okay, I knew it. What did I say? I know. Well, you realize, and though. Cody. Yes, no, Jared Leto. Well, honey, it's alphabetical. I know, but Jesse they would be Plemons. saving him for last. No, it's alphabetical. No, Bradley Cooper. When we saw Jesse Plemons, there was no Jared Leto. I, I was, they were trolling us. I was convinced. <laughs> Normally, I don't actively root against somebody to get a nomination, but I was so not a fan of Jared Leto's performance in House of Gucci, and I just felt that getting an Oscar nomination would have validated that approach, that I was, first of all, uh, somewhat pleased that he didn't get nominated, but secondly, pleased that Jesse Plemons was the one to take that spot, because even if Jared Leto didn't get nominated, Jesse Plemons was not the name that often was floated. I think he is a fantastic actor. He's been great in comedies. He's been great in dramas. I think that he's very understated in this movie, The Power of the Dog, which often leads to people being undervalued. Uh, So it's great to see him pick up an acting nomination this year. When it comes to Best Supporting Actress, three of my five predictions were correct. I correctly predicted Ariana DeBose, Kirsten Dunst, and Anjanou Ellis. The two that were not on my prediction lists were Judi Dench for Belfast. She had picked up a lot of early momentum, but I think a lot of folks had maybe assumed that Katrina Balfe would be the person if there were an acting nominee and supporting actress from Belfast. So that was a bit of a surprise for me. And then Jesse Buckley uh, for The Lost Daughter, another one who I think was a a bit of a long shot, and that movie's really kind of come on strong a little bit later in the awards season. The big surprise here, as far as omissions go, being Marley Matlin. Marley Matlin was an early favorite for this award, so the fact that she was not nominated, I think was a bigger surprise than who was nominated. The other prediction that I made was, admittedly a long shot prediction, I thought perhaps that Rita Moreno might pick up the Academy Award nomination for West Side Story. She did not, but I think it's a really strong crop of nominees in this category. Moving on now to Best Actor, and this was the only major category where I was actually able to sweep the table with my predicted nominees. I went five for five with the actual final nominees. Javier Bardem. I knew it! What did I say? Benedict Cumberbatch. He was actually good, though. He was. I was very surprised. Andrew Garfield. There we go. Thank you. Yes. Will Smith and King Richard. I love that. Uh And Denzel Washington. Denzel, hell yes. Oh, man. 
The long shot pick that sort of delivered there was Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, but I picked him for the wrong reason. I thought that being the Ricardos was going to have a much stronger presence at the nominations. I thought it was going to get a Best Picture nomination. I thought that it was going to get a screenwriting nomination. I thought there was an outside shot maybe that Aaron Sorkin would get a nomination for directing. It actually did not have the power that I thought it would have outside of the acting categories, but my faith in that movie as far as its strength with Academy voters is what led me to pick J.K. Simmons for Supporting Actor and Javier Bardem for Best Actor nominations, and both of those did deliver. This was a really strong category this year, so it's hard for me to say that someone was snubbed because I'm actually a fan of all five of the performances that were nominated. I was a bigger fan, personally, of uh, Bradley Cooper in Nightmare Alley, which I think was one of his career best performances, if not his best performance. And then Nicolas Cage in Pig. That was a long shot of long shots, but it would have been great for me to see him nominated there to get back to the Academy Awards because I do think that it was a really great performance. It was, however, in a very small film that came out earlier in the year, which makes it that much harder to be noticed at the end of the year. Moving on now to Best Actress, and I was able to predict four of the five nominees correctly. However, one person that I didn't think was going to be nominated ended up getting the nomination, and somebody that I was convinced would get nominated ended up not being on the final nomination list. Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. in The yeah. Eyes Good. of Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman in The yeah. Lost Daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Penelope Cruz in Parallel I knew mm-hmm. she's, she's going to steal Kristen Stewart's spot. Nicole Kidman. No. In I knew it. And Kristen Stewart. Oh, oh, she made it. Spencer. She made it. Well, Trevor is going to live. So, and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. I know. Oh, they had the precursors. Again, I made the right pick for the wrong reason. I did pick Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers because I thought that that movie was coming on strong later in the awards season, but I inaccurately predicted that she would take Kristen Stewart's spot for Best Actress, and there's kind of an irony here because Lady Gaga going into the Oscar nominations had all this buzz that she's gotten, these previous guilds, etc. No actress that's ever gotten X amount of nominations in these places has ever not gotten a Best Actress nomination, and then for the same reason, but because she didn't get a lot of the awards nominations, Kristen Stewart was thought to be on the outside looking in, but when it came down to it the academy ended up nominating Kristen stewart and not nominating lady gaga i think those were two pretty close performances for me i thought that lady gaga was going to be nominated i picked Kristen stewart as one of my personal picks to be nominated i would love to see the vote totals on this because i think that it was pretty close i am surprised however that lady gaga was the one that was shut out i would have picked Kristen stewart i honestly would have picked penelope cruz to have been shut out ahead of lady gaga but it just kind of shows a uh, a lack of strength for House of Gucci in general at the Academy Awards with no acting nominations, no real nominations of what are called the quote-unquote major categories. It may be another movie that, again, because it came out earlier in the year, voters forgot about, or it could just be a movie that a lot of Oscar voters didn't respond strongly to. Let's move on now to Best Director, which contained my biggest disappointment of the day and probably the reason why I guess I'm glad that I was filming my real-time reactions because if you've never seen uh, the seven stages of award show grief, uh, get ready as I realize who has been excluded from the list of nominations for Best Director. Ray Yusuke Hamaguchi, oh, my Paul Thomas Anderson, yep. Licorice Pizza. Okay. 
Jane Campion, The Power of the Spielberg. Dog. Spielberg, they're not going to, are they going to? And Steven Spielberg. Whoa! Belfast. Laura Burke. Wait. Kenneth Branagh. No Denny. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They can. They. They. Denny's not in there. That's what I'm saying. That's you know what three words I want to say. Oh, that no. No. Yeah, that just happened because Drive My Car got in. Denny. Oh, that's a. Did they think that that movie made itself? I am still somewhat shocked that Denis Villeneuve did not get the Best Director nomination, especially because Dune got 10 overall nominations, the second most nominated film of this year at the Academy Awards. This is exceedingly rare for a movie to get nominated for this many awards and the director to not be recognized. It looks like perhaps Villeneuve was the victim of a surprise nomination, which was Ryosuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, a really strong showing for that movie. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But I I really would have put Villeneuve number one on my list of best director. I would have picked him ahead of pretty much every other director except for maybe Jim. Campion that was nominated and I just wonder if it was a case of people assuming that everybody else was nominating Denis Villeneuve because I don't know how you can look at Dune and obviously the Academy was a big fan of Dune and vote for it in all of these other categories and not select Denis Villeneuve. I think everybody just kind of assumed that everyone else was going to do it and they said, well, I'm going to vote. I liked driving my car, so I'm going to vote for that movie or I'm a big fan of Steven Spielberg, so I'm going to vote for Steven Spielberg here and yet Denis Villeneuve is on the outside side looking in it is the biggest if you want to call it a snub uh, it, it almost feels like an accident and the Oscars certainly had plenty of those lately uh, but regardless of the reasons Denis Villeneuve not nominated for best director easily the biggest surprise of all of these nominations in my opinion Looking at the 10 nominees for Best Picture, and we are now in a cycle where the Oscars have gone back to a guaranteed 10 nominees, I predicted 8 out of 10 of those correctly. The two that I thought would be nominated but weren't were being the Ricardos and Tick, Tick, Boom. And I'm a little heartbroken that Tick, Tick, Boom didn't make the cut because that was one of my favorite movies of last year. The two movies that made it instead of those are Drive My Car. Again, one of those rare international films that has a Best Picture nomination. It it really all but guaranteed guarantees that it's going to win the Best International Feature Film Oscar. And then Nightmare Alley, which I'm very happy to see amongst the Best Picture nominees. I just thought that it was going to get shut out, so I'm very happy to see it included as one of the ten. But yeah, a strong showing overall from Drive My Car. It has been a frontrunner in the Best International Feature Film category for quite some time, but I actually thought that the momentum was with another film called The Worst Person in the World. It just had a big premiere at Sundance. It just came out in limited release. It seems to me to be the movie that everyone was talking about right now, whereas Drive My Car was the conversation more a month or two months ago, and a lot of times it is about what is being buzzed about at the moment. But I don't begrudge Drive My Car any of these nominations. It is a very unique film. It's about three hours long. It's not what you would call action-packed, but it is a great character study. I understand why it picked up all of these nominations. And hey, listen, I'm not happy that Denis Villeneuve didn't get nominated for Best Director, but... But if raising the profile of this film in the Best Director and Best Picture categories means that more people are ultimately
ultimately going to see it, then I think that is a net positive. But that's another one of my big surprises when you want to talk about inclusions. My biggest exclusion was Denis Villeneuve. My biggest inclusion as far as major nominees was Drive My Car, writing, directing, best picture. I did not see it having that amount of strength outside of the Best International Feature Film category. So let's talk about some other snubs, some movies that I really liked in other categories that weren't nominated. One of them was in the Best Documentary Feature category. There is a movie called The Rescue, which is a great documentary. It's from the people that made Free Solo, which is one of my favorite documentaries of all time, and I was shocked that it was not included in the Documentary Feature nominees. And Riding With Fire. Oh, they didn't nominate The Rescue. I'm so... Oh, that was such a good movie. And then you cut to actual first responders afterward. Wow. Insult to injury, salt in the wound. Wow. It was so good. Watch The Rescue. It's on Disney+. Plus. So you, you already have it. There was also an exclusion in the Best Original Song category, and I think it's where the traditional Academy sort of reared its head. First of all, there was a snub by Disney before this even began to not submit We Don't Talk About Bruno as the Best Original Song nominee from Encanto. That's one of those cases where I honestly don't think that they saw the success of that song or some of the other music coming. It wasn't shortlisted. It wasn't eligible to be nominated for Best Original Song today. Instead, you have Dos Orguitas, which is a fine song, but it's not We Don't Talk About Bruno. So in a weird way, you have the best song from Encanto not nominated in this category. And then you have Just Look Up from Ariana Grande, which was considered to be one of the front runners to be nominated. Instead, it was not nominated. And I think it's because you had a more traditional nominee also in the mix. I don't like yes, this one. I don't and like somehow you do. Wow. From four yeah. good days. They love Diane Warren. It's because she sends people Category sheet music every year. Better. Don't look up is a snub in that nomination. Yeah, it really is. That is a snub. Yeah, because that, that snub, movie, snub. That song is a banger, and guess who's going to listen to it on a loop the whole time they go to Starbucks right after this? The exclusion of Just Look Up to me, very surprising, especially for an academy that's sort of trying to reach out to a new generation. I think that's a big missed opportunity there. And I just think in the context of the movie, that song works really well. Overall, looking at these nominations, I think the overriding thing is still that there's no real frontrunner in a lot of these categories. The Power of the Dog, obviously the most nominations, so I guess you could install it as a slight frontrunner for Best Picture, but there are a lot of movies in there. I don't think that it is a mortal lock, sort of like Nomadland was last year, where it was the heavy favorite from the word go. I really would say that no one category has an extremely heavy favorite at this point. We'll see what the consensus sounds like as we go forward. But I think there's so much that's wide open and it leaves the door open for there to be some welcome surprises on Oscar night. The Academy's had a lot of unwelcome surprises, some of them of their own making. I would argue all of them of their own making in the last few years. But for me as a movie fan, as an Academy Awards fan, I'm glad that we're going to be going into a show this year where truly nobody knows who's going to win all or most of the major awards. So what did you think of these Oscar nominations? Do you wish Tick, Tick, Boom had been nominated for Best Picture? Are you a disappointed Lady Gaga fan? Are you a Mike Feist stan who was upset that he didn't make the cut for West Side Story? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, thank you so much for watching. It's a very busy week here on the channel. Obviously, today we're covering the Academy Award nominations. Early tomorrow, I'll be putting out a review of the first season of The Book of Boba Fett. Will it be the last season? Is it even really about Boba 
Boba Fett? We'll find out tonight. Also, I'll have a review up for Death on the Nile, which I'm seeing tomorrow. And on Thursday, MoviePass is hosting some sort of relaunch event, MoviePass 2.0. And if you don't think that I will be watching that, ready to talk about whatever it is they announce, then you don't know me very well. So lots of stuff going on here on the channel. May even try to sneak in another review or two. I'm watching a lot of TV. There's a couple more movies coming out this weekend. So much fun stuff to talk about. Thank you so much for watching. If you want to see even more of what I'm up to, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dan Merle. And don't forget that if you like watching me on YouTube, but you'd like to take the show with you as a podcast, I also have an audio channel. Everything I do here is also available on the audio channel. You can find all those links down in the description below. Happy Oscar morning, everybody. Hope your favorites got nominated and some of your least favorites didn't. I'll be back very soon. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time. Bye. What categories are you most excited to Is see? Is he someone's up? nephew? So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 